Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash Mrs. Brightside to get your 30-day free trial. And it's a great handy little app, especially if you don't like to read but don't want to be stupid. Just have someone read these books to you. And that's audibletrial.com slash Mrs. Brightside for your 30-day free trial to hear books instead of read them. Mrs. Brightside. Uh, open up the curtains. Look outside. What's outside? It's Mrs. Brightside. All right, guys. You're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. It's your CBD on CBD. Or did I say D or T the first time? See, it, I always smoke pot before these shows now, because that's kind of the only way to stay, Mrs. Brightside. But enough about me. Of course, you know, I always have a guest with me, except that one time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I have a familiar voice, if you knew me from After Buzz, but you probably haven't heard him in a while. I have DJ Jesse J. Hey, guys. <laughs> Although my voice doesn't sound familiar right now, because my throat is... <clears> throat> I, don't I know. know what that means, but yeah. basically it means you've just switched to edibles. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're Amen. doing. Well, <laughs> although that's not what happened before the show, but you know. Yeah, you know, as I say, I always smoke pot before the show. That's so why I prefer to have potheads as guests. You know, it's just no judgment. Sway. Yeah, I know, because some people, it's just like it's like bitch is my house. <laughs> but thank you for having me. I'm thank excited you. To- to talk the bright side of things. That's the lesson that I've been teaching myself lately. Look on the bright side. It is very hard. And I know we've both been through some stressful times this week. That's why I was glad that you, you know, you had a topic right away when I reached out. And it was a good one. Forgiveness. You know yeah. what? It's so funny. Because no. the day you reached out to me. So I've been in like this whole thing of like, when I was doing afterwards, I was never listening to podcasts. Like, I'm like, I do podcasts, but I don't listen to them. <laughs> and so this year, I've kind of changed. I don't I don't listen to music really a lot. I'll be sitting in the car and I'm either listening to my own thoughts and <laughs> quiet, or I'm listening to a podcast. And I was listening to this podcast, and it was talking about forgiveness and how not to feel bitter. And I was just like, wow, that's so powerful. And then you sent the message. I was like forgiveness yeah <laughs> what, i want to talk about i want to i want to soak in the world of forgiveness and be that and exude it yeah and too that's something that i i mean i'm sure in every industry you have to deal with a lot of that but i mean everyone knows our industry was blown up by like me too and a lot of other scandals and that's why you know it is a big part of this because you know it is Hollywood is a small town mm. and like, you know, you have to deal with a lot of these people on a daily basis that you may, you know, throw out or um, get in a fight with or, you know, kick off a show. But, you know, you got to learn to forgive, but never forget. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Never forget because you always you never want to catch yourself in the same cycle. Yeah. And I tend to do that. It's like, so I recently just finished working on a show and big production. And um, I got pulled into it because of somebody that I was working with at at another show. And I was very thankful to it, um, the having the opportunity. And this person completely like turned on me. Oh, man. It was so interesting because of a decision that they had made on the job. Um, 
which I was still even for supporting that decision. Um, now I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> because you I try to be over here doing what you're doing, but I'm not gonna lose my job. But I will support you, back you, and have whatever conversation. But if we can't do that together, and you're doing it, and then you expect me to react off of something that you did by your chose to do by yourself. I have this thing where I let this certain type of person into my life and it's a person who comes off so sweet and they almost sometimes leech a little bit and they feel it's mm-hmm. almost to the point where they feel like I'm their boyfriend in this situation that like well I chose to do this well that's what you chose to do I, I told you not to do that you know what I mean? Or whatever the way it was. So this person got upset because I didn't follow suit with them. I stuck up for them in every manner and every mm-hmm. position of it. Um, and then the things they started saying was like their true colors started showing. It was like, well, um, you know, I could have screwed you over. I could have did this. I could have did that. I'm looking at myself like, I know myself as a, a working person. Like, no, you couldn't have. But the fact that you're even saying this right now, like you're getting defensive. I said, I'm not getting defensive. I'm actually getting offended. Yeah. Like, I'm actually offended, one, that you're saying anything like that, and two, that you think I'm this person for you to even be saying any of that to me after everything we've been through and I've done for you. And I had to say, you know what? I was so mad. I was so upset with her. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get mad. That's that's on their spirit. That's not on my spirit. That's something... What they're mad at is bigger than me. And sometimes we hurt people that we love the most. Sometimes we hurt people that we feel like, well, I could say this and they're going to come back and still be crying about it. And I am typically that person because like, I can brush stuff off. Yeah. But this was one I was just kind of like, I'm going to brush it off. I'm going to forgive that you attacked me like that and you know apologize for whatever you think the situation I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through and I've been like it's been within the past month the word forgiveness and like just being like okay you know uh, just saying a little like almost sometimes to like a prayer for like oh please help them like yeah. world God help that person like help me in my situation, but help them too, because, and it's been powerful to say that for somebody else. Yeah, and too, like, I have gone to the similar situations because I am also, like you, very attracted to leeches, and it's probably, you know, the reason I'm attracted to it and the reason that it bothers me so much is my relationship with my father, who, I mean, my dad lived off the backs of women his entire life. Mm. I mean, like, you know, and it's crazy, but it's like, that's a big thing, especially when it's man on woman. And I, and I know that about myself, but I also still can see things from a rational point of view, too. It's like, well, that's usually an immediate, like, get out of my life. It is like, hold on, is it really like that bad? Yeah. Or, you know, I kind of try to talk myself down. But like you were talking about, you were saying their reactions were where you started to see their true colors. And yeah, I mean, I posted on Facebook after I went through a similar situation that luckily ended very quickly and it just sort of resolved itself. 
But it's one of those things that I said, you know, the true test of a person's character is not the actions, but the reactions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was sort of the same, same thing. I thought this person was a really good person. That's why I, I took them in and I wanted to really help them out and would often just sort of ignore a lot of like things. Cause you know, they were like, I'm like, Oh, they're naive. They're young. They don't really get it. You know, try to have a conversation. But then it was like, then there'd be passive aggressive behavior and disrespect. And then every time something was said, it'd be an excuse or whatever. Until, you know, it was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to need you to start pulling your load. Well, can't you do more? And it's like, wait, what? I mean, <laughs> and, and it's not the only time I've had that happen this year. And I'm just, and you start to think, like you were saying, what's wrong with me? Why? Am I? Mm -hmm. But then it's like, no, we don't need to stop being good people and letting people in. We, you know, as you say, we have to forgive them. And if not, you know, just for us, but for them. And as I say, I mean, getting this person sort of out and, and getting them maybe to think about their actions and not enabling them, because that's what I felt. I'm like, wow. I've been enabling this yeah. behavior and it's like, so what's good for me is also good for them. I need them to leave, but they need me to quit enabling yeah. them. And I do hope that they grow up and realize and, and start to take care of themselves and not feel that everybody else is responsible or nothing's their fault or the world revolves around them. But you know, I was that's us. This other step yeah. too, I said, you know what? Your, their mother didn't raise them correctly. Yeah. I would say that because I would give myself I grew up blessed yeah. with two parents who are still together and who just hold morals to a, uh, a very high platform. Mm -hmm. And I hated it growing up, yeah. but like the older I get and going through life and seeing things where I might have looked at them as like, why did this happen to me instead? Okay, that happened to me. What did I learn from it? It makes me stronger today. Um, I had somebody say to me, um, you know, you have to learn to love yourself first. You know, the, you let the, the, you're dating this guy and he treated you this way and, you know, this person treated you that way. You know, you have to love yourself. I said, I do love myself. And I would question myself, yeah. like, do I love myself? Do I love myself? And then I start looking at the people saying, I'm like, do you love yourself? Yeah. I love myself. I've always loved myself. And oh, I, I know. I'm I my let, favorite person. You know, and I think <laughs> I let a lot of people in because I can forgive quickly. And I think that also is kind of like a, sometimes you got to forgive and you got to, you, yeah. you were like, I need to stop enabling. I need to yeah. learn to forgive and stop enabling because I can look over certain things and say, you know what? This is why you did that. And, but I can understand that. But if you don't understand it, they don't understand that. They can't get over the hump as quickly as you did. So now the, the pattern keeps happening. And that's what I'm like starting to realize. Like, okay. Forgive. Move. Don't enable. Make sure the lesson there was a lesson taught or a conversation had. So that way, when your presence isn't there, the last thing that was said was a statement or a conversation that's going to sit with them. And that's been something that I've been trying to work on too. And that's the thing is sadly forgiveness is only sometimes one-sided, mm -hmm. but it is one of those things that, you know, it's been hard for me as a control thing to understand. You can't control how other people react, feel or whatever, even and and two, you can't control them understanding your point of view. Mm -hmm. All you can do is in order to forgive is to understand their point of view 
and then just move on. I mean, but you have to truly forgive. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, you can't be like, oh, I forgive him. Yeah. Then, like the now you see him like like two months from now, you're like, mm. oh. oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> mm. But yeah. the cool thing about forgiving yeah. is that it is a. It's really not even for them. No, it's for you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, you know, as I say, I don't have a great relationship with my dad. I was raised by a single mom who was not strict, but, you know, was real with us. Yeah. Like, she raised me and my little brother on a $30,000 a year salary. That's why anybody may see what I have now, but I did not grow up privileged, and that's why I ain't taking care of nobody's ass. Like, again, because of the dad issues. But also, um, fair share is fair share. Not, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, God, I keep going on that subject. But yeah, like my mom told me, she goes, look, I mean, the world doesn't revolve around you. Mm -hmm. Mine may, but guess what? Nobody else is really going to care about how you feel and what you think in life. Yep. And it's like some people like that's harsh from mom. I'm like, no, that's the reason I'm able to come out here and deal with the stresses and why some people, I mean, they live in a little bubble and it's going to be really hard when they when that bursts, that it's just like nobody gives a shit. It doesn't matter how many followers you have on Twitter or Instagram. At the core, whenever you're going bankrupt or whatever, like, you know, you have to understand, you have to get yourself out. Mm -hmm. It does not take, as I, you know, always say, the, the phrase, it takes a village, kind of always bothers me. Because I was raised by a single woman. Yeah. And I'm like, it don't take a village, it takes a Gina. And that's my mindset. <laughs> it takes a real person. Yeah, exactly. A, rea a reality. My, I think my... My dad was more yeah. realistic than my mom. Yeah. Um, but we grew up in my grandmother's apartment, and my parents worked so hard. And, you know, my dad started a business in her basement, and, you know, it got, did very well, and we were able to get our own house. Yeah. And, like, but then once that happened, the bubble started forming. And I get it because my mother is all about love, and where I grew up, too, my entire family grew up. Yeah. Like, I was always surrounded by my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, a big fat Greek wedding. Like, <laughs> we had a block that all the cousins would live on that, like, and family members would live on that block. My cousin was my pot dealer, and then um, I had another cousin who was close in age. But we, like, even though my family grew up in East Texas, we we were the outcast in the town and in the family. I always really? grew up as an outcast, so it's like, it's a little different perspective, so that's interesting, yeah. And, um, well... So we grew, mm. I grew up on a Native American yeah. reservation. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, what well, tribe? Mashpee. Well, it's of the Wampanoag tribe. Oh, okay. And so it's like a, a regular town, but the natives own part of the land, too. So my life was interesting because I grew up with this Greek culture, mm -hmm. this overprotective family. But knowing I was gay, I didn't feel connected there. So I would go off and I would be friends with, you know, a lot of natives. Mm -hmm. And we'd I'd be out smoking weed and hanging out and partying and... Not even really partying, but more so just hanging out and learning different cultures. So I say all that because um, I never realized I was angry with my my parents because I felt they couldn't accept me. Hmm. Uh, and when I moved to New York, I'm the only one who really left the bubble. Yeah, and me too. It yeah. was like, I remember the day I had gotten jumped uh, by a gang in Brooklyn and I was left on the train tracks, and my mom knew something happened. It was just this intuition she had, and she called me. She wrote me an email that night, but then I called her the next day, and I told her what happened. After I made sure, like, all my credit cards and everything was okay, like, set, um, and then I came on and I said, I have to tell you something. I'm gay. Like, I have to tell you. 
And she just couldn't accept it, couldn't accept it. And I was so mad. Me and her had this whole anger. I went to gay camp and, like, all this stuff. And I realized in order for my mom to accept me, I have to understand her. And I have to be the bigger person. I have to forgive her. Because I'm mad at her for what? I'm mad at her because of the way she was raised. She's how old? Like, she has years of that on me. You know what I mean? If you're going to change someone's whole perception of something... You have to understand, and that's why people are always be like, why aren't you mad at your mom? Why don't you ever, like, why do you say you understand her? Why? Because I do. I grew up in a church. I understand religion. I understand my God versus their God. And, you know, it's the same God, but they have a very skewed point. They haven't gotten out of Different that perspective. Bu- yeah. Out of that bubble. Yeah. And I would say that to my mom. I'm like, you have to leave the bubble. I've left the bubble, and crazy shit has happened to me. I promise you, it is all good. Like, even it's bad, because she'd be like, oh my god, you got beat up, you got this, you got that. Yeah, it's life. That's life. You guys, I appreciate that they built their bubble, and I think that that's important to do with a family. Uh, you, you know, you, I'm sure you had your own yeah. little bubble, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, where I grew up is very much a bubble. Like, <laughs> and it was... Yeah, so, like, as I say, like, going, you know, so you understand a little bit. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Because I grew up in the Bible Belt, Tyler, Texas. Not, do you go to church, but where do you go to church? And, as I say, my dad was the strip club DJ. And um, my mom is a single mom raising two kids without a college degree and $30,000 a year in apartments when... We have to, because I was, you know, kind of a little child prodigy. Like, my mom tried to keep me in private school. That's why people, the voucher program would have been great, you fuckers. But maybe I wouldn't be an angry comic. Um, (laughs) whatever. But yeah, so she was, you know, we were living in like a one-bedroom apartment. Like, you know, so we could go to private school. But we had to go to the only non-secular one with all the Jewish kids in the town because she was like, y'all won't be accepted at the Christian school. I know that. And, you know, I'm someone who is not anti-Christian or religious at all because at that same time, while we know so many people who judged us, and luckily I've seen some karma for them, but, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that, there were still people that helped us. I remember at our church that was like the only like non-denominational Christian church that, as I say, most of the pastors that went through there are good people. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, not all bad, but like we were once the church sponsored family for Christmas. And it's just like, as I say, I see the good and the bad of the religion. So I've always, and I've always been able to see different sides of the coin because my grandparents are very conservative, but they were often the ones who took care of us when our mom was working. And as my my dad's like this crazy leftist Satanist, you know, but the Anton LaVey kind, not the worship Satan kind, because okay, he only like, worships at the altar of himself. But yeah, but yeah, at the same time, I've forgiven my dad because I'm like, he is who he is and he can't change it. And he made me and I'm pretty cool. <laughs> if he wasn't my dad, I don't think I'd be this cool. Amen. I certainly wouldn't have an Alice Cooper pop. <laughs> But yeah, and that is sort of the thing is like I grew up in a bubble, but as I say, we were always outside that bubble. But and like you say, the Native American, what was interesting about that is, um, I you know, like I say, I listen to podcasts too a lot. I like Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert. It's kind of similar to this one, but he had his first. So, but um, yeah, like he had one Ted Danson on there, 
Uh-huh. And Ted Danson grew up like that, too. He grew up on a Navajo reservation. That's crazy. And, and that's interesting, because I really didn't... My mom is Cherokee, and quite a bit, actually. I think like the, a, a fourth or something. But, yeah, so, like, you know, I grew up... I mean, we would go to Oklahoma sometimes just to check it out. But I'm like, that's so cool to see that you grew up that way. Because it is, you know, just a different way of life that's sort of a little piece preserved in time sometimes. It is. Like, it yeah. would, people would always say, that like... One thing I just am so thankful for is, like, being around nature. And I feel like you learn nature differently. I can can remember, like, people think, oh, this is going to be crazy. Like, I can walk up to a tree, touch the tree, and feel the tree. Yeah. And... You know, even with like doing shrooms or certain, just certain yeah. things, like you just learn to do it differently. You're not doing it to like be like, yeah, it's yeah. fucking high. Like you're like, no, this no. is an experiment. We're gonna explore ourselves, ex- go through all the ride, the journey, and at the end of it, you learn something about yourself. Um, well, that's you know. why I believe that drug and in- drug experimentation is a good thing. I mean, and I know yeah. that that sounds bad and you know what or whatever, but to be honest, I think I learned more by just trying drugs. Now, I don't say try heroin or meth stuff that's addicting. I mean, even though I've tried meth because I mean I live in East Texas, what else are you gonna do? But it's one of those things. It wasn't fun, so I didn't do it again. It wasn't. Yeah, no, I've tried to. Well, like, I'm just kind of like. Um, and honestly, you can I just th- smoke weed for. That was how I was. I mean, and I remember being on, like, you know, because when you grow up as an outcast and you go through seventh grade, you know, you get put on antidepressants and things like that. But I remember that opened the door for me to think that other drugs weren't so bad, and those are more of a gateway. And when I tried weed, and I'm like, this is awesome. But then I would try other stuff and be like, you know what? This isn't worth it. This may be fun now, but the come down yeah. is a bitch or whatever. But, and that's what I say, is because I was able to sit there and make those choices young, and like, but as I say, a lot of the propaganda around these things is what keeps it, but yeah, as you say, these are experiences, and as long as you don't do something really stupid, I think it's good. You'll learn something. Yeah, and I think me going outside of the bubble, because one thing I think I was mad at my parents for was, they taught me so many, they taught me how to be a good person, they taught me how to you know, how to work. Like, they gave me that, they gave me those tools. Um, But what I was always jealous of, or with certain friends of mine, is I would have been jealous of you because of how your mother probably spoke to you and let you know the real lowdown. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what happens in life. Yeah. Look out for the A, B, C, and D. And I think that that's so important for adults to do with their children. Because I think we try to live in this, like, you know, I get when they're a baby baby and it's like yeah. goo goo gaga, like, okay, like, the world's perfect, but the world yeah. isn't perfect. Yeah, the veil was pulled off my eyes a little too soon growing up the way I did, but I will say, like, I do think that it, it was good and bad. It's like, there's a happy medium. There. Yeah, there yeah. is. And I think, you know, my world was growing up with natives and um, understanding nature and understanding kind of the circle of life and that's why it's hard for me to when i meet so many people out here and they're like i'm vegan and like i don't kill animals and like i'm like okay i love animals i've had literally almost every pet you could probably have thought of yeah Um, i went through my douchebag phase too in college where i was a vegan (laughs) i I understand it with certain people yeah um you know, I got into a conversation with someone the other day, and she was like, you know, eating the vibrations of the animal. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I also, I'm, I'm also very cautious about what 
where I'm buying food from. I do, I become that. Uh, that was something I had to like learn older. But, you know, I grew up in New York. I grew up mm. with people who will kill it and they'll use every piece and part of it because it's the circle of life. Yeah. So I, I don't understand the, you know, the gluttonous part of it, but I'm thankful for the things that I was taught. Because when I, and it really New York, I didn't have this problem, but when I came to LA, you meet a lot of people in this. They're, they're so far up their own ass. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just kind of like, it makes me miss the home again, but I love living out here. And you, I find my little places where I can go and just be in nature and just like, so yeah. Unplug. Well, I high-tilted out of Tyler and went to college outside of <coughs> Dallas, like as soon as I turned 18, because yeah. I had dropped out of high school. I just knew I was going to college because it was all bullshit to me. <laughs> and like, you know, and as I say, it wasn't going to matter. Mm. And that's what, again, I'm giving the worst advice on this podcast, but guys, guess what? High school nowadays don't matter. Like, you know, it's no, not. No, because I really yeah. think to myself, like, oh, wow, yeah. you know, what am I going to do with my life? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, the older I get, I'm like, Education yeah. is such bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, as I say, I college wish, is a scam, too. It's unfortunately. I wish they had classes. Yeah. Class, I'm going into my tax class. Yeah. Teach me about the shit that I need to know when I get out of here. Well, and two, I feel like education to a certain point should be, like, free and we should all get a certain amount. But then the rest of it, like, like how college initially was... Pick and choose what you want to learn and go into that. Yeah, like, and once you you're done with the basics, yeah. mathematics, you know, basic social studies, like, whatever. But the classes should be politics. What's going on right now? Yeah. And teach how that how that came to and how to think and process Because I know so many kids who can't understand the politi politics these oh, days. Yeah. And so they're just like, meh, I'm just going to watch this. And it's funny, most of them probably ha um, retweet Bernie Sanders and all that on Twitter and pretend to be social justice warriors. Yeah. See, that's the thing, is I'm very much a, a libertarian. I'll, I, you know, I've said it on this podcast before, because as I say, I grew up with both extremes, and you're both idiots. Yep. And it's just like, look, I mean, I, and that's what I tell people. And too, as you know, I was at the reel this morning being paid to clap. That's something that, you know, only in LA here. And there was, you know, a lot of people talking about like certain situations and like, oh, why didn't these people step up? And I'm like, and yeah, I bet every single one of those people who didn't step up for this seven year old woman on plane post on Twitter uh, all this social justice stuff all the time. Because, as I say, I mean, I've met all these people that they don't do shit for anybody else. Like, mm. and it's all, as you say, fake, facade. Or, as I say, I used to be a vegan and I was a bit of a dumb, like, hippie, whatever. But I still, I mean, I was, like, involved in things and, like, really believed in that until I realized how bad PETA was. And I really was fine not eating meat until, like, I have a B12 deficiency where they're like, no, you need to eat steak. Uh, you know, land, this stuff, you need to eat it personally. And you know how many people judge me for that? And I'm like, that have a medical thing. And I'm like, but, and two, being, you know, every if everybody's vegan, I don't think they realize how bad that is for the environment, you know, and that, you know, we do need well, to consume meat. Well, you don't have to eat lamb. You can eat, take a pill. Yeah. Because I, pills were around back in the day, right? Well, and two, it's pills nature. don't absorb into me because mine is an absorption issue. So mm. I have to have a shot plus eat a regular rich diet. So, yeah. I know. They've tried that on me. Mm, Those damn little vegan arguments. And it's just like, you know what? I used to be like you, too. 
But then I grew up and realized that, and because too, I grew up in a place where hunting, you know, is a thing. But you realize why hunting, and, and two, people think that you just go around shooting animals. You have to have a license. It has to be in season. And the object is so deers don't fucking starve. <laughs> well, and that, and like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with no. people eating and choosing their life. Yeah, if you want to be a vegan like, and you're not judgmental about it, you just, because a lot of people that's my thing. don't, it's if like, you don't okay, like meat, okay, don't eat it. If we're hanging yeah. out and you're ordering what you're mm-hmm. ordering, I'm ordering what I'm ordering, there shouldn't be a conversation about it. Yeah. There shouldn't be, a, if there's a conversation about it, you know, I, mine yeah. usually always gets shut down when I'm like, I'll bring up like, hey, yeah. this is how people, this is how the world works. Yeah, so, I'm like, you know I'm like, this is the only place where people are privileged enough to be vegan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want it to be that because it's like, that's what it'd be like, oh, you're against. No, I'm not no. at all. Like, everyone do what you want to do. It's when you start talking yeah, and bringing that. it to yeah. me, I'm going to show the mirror. I'm going to face the mirror in your direction. Like, that's where. And that's all this conversation. I've noticed conversations in LA go. Yeah, because I've had a few friends that I, oh, they were like, oh, actually, I don't eat meat. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know because you didn't tell me. <laughs> you know, veganism is almost like CrossFit. Like, you know, God, if it's hard to tell if anybody does it if they don't tell you every five minutes. Well, okay, yeah. wait, fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now story. I'm being a shady this bitch. Show, this, <laughs> show, no, this show I just got off of, um, the caterer yeah. was only vegan catering. I'm like, you're feeding 400 people. Yeah. Like, no offense. I, I attempted, but I'm like, this ain't mac and cheese. I yeah. don't want to look at it. So they got I like rid- vegan food and all, but They yeah. got rid of it, oh, right? Yeah. So the next day, the next person comes, and it was like, I forget, it was like burgers or something. It was just something Oh, like. yeah. So most of the people on set were so happy. Now, yeah, it was like burgers, and then it had like rice and um, a salad. And this woman walked up and she was like, are these vegan burgers? Mm. I was like, no, I don't believe they are. Mm-hmm. Like, tastes like beef to me. And she threw such a fit. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, look, you had half of the show. And that is a choice. Because what's so annoying about that is I'm allergic to cheese. I cannot eat dairy. And you know how many <coughs> vegetarians sit there and you're like, oh my God, you don't eat cheese? Like, oh, like, and they'll go into like this whole thing. And I'm like, well, I'm allergic. You choose not to eat meat. And like, they'll bitch and moan more than I do when pizza's served at a thing. And I'm like, look, I'm not expecting anyone to cater to me. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to feed people. I get pizza's a thing. I'll bring my own lunch. But like, they're well, like, oh, like, offended. And I'm like, mine's not even a choice. But if it was just a yeah. burger. Yeah, like, it was exactly. Just burgers. But there was... Yeah. You, other I know stuff? you can eat yeah. the other stuff here. Exactly. Or the couscous, whatever it is. And Ooh, the, couscous. The salad. Yeah, I love couscous. Like, Ooh. a salad. You can yeah. eat the salad. You can do that, yeah. Because I'm assuming that's what most vegans eat. Yeah. Is salad. Like, I'm sorry, they aren't compressing pip, soy plant, whatever it is yeah. that they do for the patties, girl. But, like, one, that's expensive to be feeding yeah. 400 people who most of them probably aren't vegan. Yeah. Like, and so I got into this whole, like, discussion with her and I just had to stop myself and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I was like, maybe you need to eat a burger, sis, because... Yeah, it's, yeah. obviously this is going to your brain. <laughs> why are we... Why am I... And the fact that I even just had that conversation again now. But it was just blew my mind. Yeah. I was just like, what is happening? Well, there's just a lot of entitlement that goes on. And as I say, it's not just here. As I say, I came from Dallas, 
Dallas and here are, are like the same, and that's why I tell people LA ain't special. Like, really? It, it, yeah, like honestly, it, it's funny how similar Dallas is to here. Like, as far as like, only it's a lot cheaper and honestly nicer. Like, it, you know, and uh, the the nice neighborhoods here are like a bad neighborhood in Dallas sometimes. No, it's funny. Same it, as where yeah. I'm from. Like, yeah. it's like. People, I'm, I'm yeah. driving down certain things, they're like, oh, these have the mansions, this, and they tell me, like, price points and things, I'm like, um, I know, middle class houses are bigger than these out here, and that's considered a mansion, and it's four points on a million dollars. Where? I don't yeah. want to even live on these streets. <laughs> these streets are so tiny, I feel like someone's going to hit my car, yeah. or you have to park on these hills, and I'm like, no, what? <laughs> well, where are you from again? Uh, Cape Cod. Oh, yeah. Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. So... Acres, like people have acres. They I know, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so funny to me. I'm like, look at, I'm like, wait, what? This (laughs) is. Don't get twisted. There obviously are places like that I've been to out here that are what you see on TV. Like it's like, holy shit, these mansions. But more like Pasadena. Honestly, Beverly Hills 90210. Everyone shot in Pasadena. Now Beverly Hills is nice, but it's literally like. It's almost like surrounded by it's like the Alexandria, but it's in Walking Dead, and the rest of LA is zombies. Yeah. Like, like let me explain it in nerd terms. But yeah, because yeah, I'm like even WeHo. I mean, there's a lot of violence in home. Because here's the thing: is like I don't know if people are aware. We kind of live in the Walking Dead. I mean, only they're homeless people instead of zombies. Because mm-hmm. I'm like I live in Studio City, right by a famous uh, studio. And it's like, oh, we still have a really bad homeless problem right there on the L.A. River. I'm doing quotations because uh, it's just like it's not a nothing. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah, no, even where I moved, I mean, it's further up north, but it's in the, like, getting towards, like, Calabasas area. Yeah. Oh, it's always called the really good part of the valley. The Calabasas. Which, <laughs> I mean, you know, I get why because it's more like when yeah. I say I'm from back home. Yeah. Yeah. You can have, like, an actual house, and it's not on top of another house. But the homeless situation is getting really bad. Yeah, as I say, ever since... I'm like, how yeah. do you guys... How do they survive up there? Because I'm like, oh, yeah. walking to places ain't like, oh, right down the street. It's not like being in Hollywood. When I was in Hollywood, that was expected. And yeah. But as I say, like, Santa Monica is the worst place I ever lived yeah. for that. Because, like, they don't do shit. And they honestly <coughs> would bust them from Beverly Hills and other areas and drop them off in downtown Santa Monica. Really? And it was like, wow. And, and some people know that's 100% true. Go look at that church on Lincoln Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, this is how L.A. really deals with their problems. And I'm like, ugh. And, Dump it on other people. Yeah. It's like, pass the buck. Or pass the homeless. I'm like, God, where do we... we got on LA sucks here. <laughs> bright side of LA. <laughs> the bright side of LA is that yeah. it is someplace that you can live yeah. your dreams. Yeah. And all these things do happen. We acknowledge them. But at the end of the day... We do forgive it. I know. I <laughs> yeah. You know, girl, no, no. how many people I just like... I You yelling at me, you run at me, you stab me in the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop what I'm here to do. Yeah. I know why I'm here. I know what I want to get accomplished. Sometimes it takes me a little longer. Sometimes it took me years to get over certain things. But it's never going to stop me from what I do. And the only place to do it, sometimes I do believe, is here. And it is a beauty in it. Sometimes I meet crazy people and I just am like, I love you for being crazy. Because yeah. I'm not that person. But I love that a little bit of me can live through you. That you are so confident in life that you live that 
Yeah, as I say, I mean, like, good or bad, there's a lot of people in L.A. that I've had to forgive for things. But as I say, it's always a lesson learned. And, like, it is, as you say, some of these people, you like they're crazy to an extent or you wouldn't go back. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a friend I recently reconnected with and another and my friend who I was, you know, befriended after that. And that she's like, oh, my God, she's awesome. And I'm like, yeah. That's why, you know, I, I wanted to go back. There is something about people that you're like, you know, and you that's why you want to forgive some people. Because you're like, you know what? We had some really good mm -hmm. times. Yeah. And sometimes you can't even get, yeah. again, like I brought back to the beginning. Yeah. You can have those people in your life, but you have to realize, create boundaries with friendships. Yeah. And, and then that's how you have the balance. It's like eating. Yeah. You, you shouldn't eat too much meat. But you put it, you mix it with the rest of your food groups, and you have a balanced situation with it, you're good. Same thing with friendships, same thing with relationships. When you dive too much in, you're giving too much of yourself, it's just too much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really believe in a lot of horoscope crap, but I do know my horoscope is a Libra. And I do kind of notice that in myself, I am more of like a balancing act. As mm -hmm. I say, I grew up, you know, in the middle of both crazy sides or things like that. And that's why well, I'm a little bit better at doing that. But I've sort of had to learn to love people who are not so good at balancing and they they tip the scale way too much on you. But you have, as you say, set boundaries, set limits and... You know, it, it's hard because for us, we're a little bit, you know, we we grew up with decent parents who told us, or, you know, parent, who told us to, that, you know, our consequences, you know, there are consequences to our actions mm -hmm. that sometimes, you know, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or, you know, what you do affects other people, and you have to learn that maybe not everybody gets that, mm -hmm. and it sucks, especially when they're adults, because yep. I'm certainly a lot more forgiving of people that, you know, are younger and things like that, but it's just like, you know, sometimes you just gotta smack them upside the head, too. Yeah. Well, and it's so crazy, because I feel like we, this world is creating mm -hmm. a new generation of kids that it's like, oh, they're gonna be like 40 and we're gonna have to still be teaching them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you do, Adam, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, too, and my favorite, you know, because I grew up with him and just respect him so much is Adam Carolla, and he's always talking about on um, the Adam Carolla show about, and uh, with his, with Dr. Drew, too, is how it's insane that we have adults, like, as in the people in their 50s and up that are acting crazy, and Adam's like, you know, when I was growing up, my parents' friends were just them. Like, they were just chill. Nobody was getting crazy. Nobody's getting in fights. And it's almost like we've gotten to this place. It's like some people have regressed, or it's just like... Well, because you know, it's the generation of... Uh, I think it's the video The me, 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 yeah. Me, 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 but, and the Instagram. And, like, I think that there's a lot of older people who were so reclused and weren't able to be themselves mm -hmm. growing up that now in this day and age it's a little more accepting and it's like well fine i know someone a, a very close friend you know whose father came out so late in life and it almost was like he went back and mm. he's living in his 20s and there's a part of that that's beautiful you know he's balanced he has his career and he's working yeah but at the that's same good. time to watch himself to watch someone finally after all those years of being you know inside themselves to finally be able to come out and explore the world as themselves so i think that's what 
And that's fine. Well, yeah, in his case, it's like, I get it. And two, if his kids are adults, like, and there are certain things that it's like, you know, but I do feel that. But if your family is affected did negatively, by, negatively that's something you should consider. Yeah. Now, actions yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I'm going to blow everything and just, you know, yeah. live my life on a boat now because this is why, like, well, all right, well, well, you know, now you're affecting other people. When, you know, so there is a, like you said, it's balanced. There's yeah. a good side to it and a bad side to it. Well, and two, it, it is one of those things that you do worry about, like, with this generation. It's just like, you know, usually things course correct themselves, but it's just like, oh my god, I like, some of these people, like, do you ever look at people and you're like, I wonder what you're going to be like when you're 60 or whatever. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, right. and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I usually don't wonder. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can see yeah. it's six and it's going to be interesting. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, here, I'll pause it. <laughs> That's what I'm like. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Jacqueline, do you know what CBD is? Um, it's oil. It's the oil that they take from weed. Yeah, technically, it is uh, derived from the hemp plant. That's why it is completely legal in the U.S. to order online. Well. That's really cool. And what does it do for you? Well, the thing about CBD is it's not exactly, you know, completely, like, researched yet. But hopefully now with the more and more legalization, it will be. But, yeah, the the CBD that I like to use is from H Hemp Company. And that's hemp.com. And you can go there and use promo code BRIGHTSIDE for 20% off and free shipping if you spend over $50. So you can get the oil like you're talking about. It's called the tincture. It's in a little dropper. And um, you can put that in your coffee or tea, whatever. And it just sort of like, you know, and it doesn't have any psychoactive properties. So it's not going to get you high. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can take it and go to work as I do, um, especially when you're standing long periods of time like we do. Um, yeah. It's not just five minutes anymore, guys. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, go to hemp.com slash brightside and use the promo code brightside to get 20% off and free shipping if you spend over 50 bucks, which I'm sure you will because, um, yeah, the tinctures, the body balm, it's, it's, all, it's all good stuff, especially for people who are on their feet all the day. So, yeah. Mm, nice. If you have a career in the arts... Wouldn't you rather be working on your craft than trying to build your own website? That's why RadPortfolios.com creates affordable, custom websites for artists. It's super easy and totally all-inclusive. When you book a role, have a show coming up, or get new headshots you want to put up on your website, you just send the info over and your website gets updated at no additional charge. Starting at just $99 a month, they take care of your hosting, domains, security certificates, and just about any update you want to make your site. Use code BRIGHTSIDE, that's one word, for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com. Affordable custom websites for artists so you can get back to getting booked. All right, we are back now from the, the bathroom break. Not pee break, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot of water. It was one of those really good ones, though. It could be like, oh, like you know, you ever taken ecstasy? Yes. Peeing on ecstasy is like the best thing in the entire world. See, for me, like I don't know, ecstasy mm-hmm. just it wasn't for me. Like it was just one of those drugs that was just kind of like, 
No. I could have taken an Adderall and like just been drunk. Yeah. Or I think I love shrooms too much to where I'm like, oh, maybe I just took bad ecstasy. Yeah, because that's the thing with, that's the problem with <laughs> ecstasy is that there are so many, I mean, it is a man-made drug and, you know, there are so many different elements because there were times where I was like, this is basically just a meth dab. And mm. then there was, then there was like the good ecstasy that was like, all right. Do, like do, Molly. Do. I've done yeah, like yeah, Molly. that's the thing. Is like, the right, more MDMA, the better. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, I can, I can handle this one. But yeah, ecstasy wasn't a, a hit for me. Yeah. And then afterwards, that's a day in my life. I know. It's one of those things that, I, I mean, <laughs> let's just say, like, I did most of my drugs other than pot and beer, you know, or just alcohol in general. I'm an alcoholic, whatever. Um, but, yeah. You're a comedian, of course. Yeah, I know. It's like they they don't have a meeting at the comedy store for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, good networking. Um, but yeah, like I did most of my drugs when I was in my teen years when it didn't matter. And, you know, my cousin was a dealer. It was great, you know, pretty safe, but you know, I, I'm not going to never say never. I'm like, Hey, if the situation presented itself, like at, at comic con, you know, sometimes you, you take a bump, you know, or, um, you know, ecstasy is one of those that if I knew exactly what was in it, I might take it. But it's because I'm not worried about getting addicted to things. Yeah. And as I've always said, when I'm old and I just don't care about my life, I just want to try heroin. Like, just to try it. But I don't, I See know how it did. Yeah, like my uh, sis, you know, I'll just call her half sister in law because um, I always make sure to say half brother with my other brother now. But it's, um, yeah, she was a heroin addict. So it's like, I'm pretty judgy when it comes to that. But, mm. you know, I'm like, you know what? Just once. When I'm really old and I know it doesn't matter, I think I'd do it. Yeah. See, my thing with drugs, I don't know. I have a really odd tolerance for them. Yeah, I like, have one different of those reactions. I can take yeah. anything yeah. and snap out of it when I need to snap out yeah. of it. Like, this is so horrible. But even with liquor... I can drive on it. I can talk, have a full-on conversation. Oh, I drink I can, and drive all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I know my I know my limits, and they're different than the legal limits. Because Adam exactly. Carolla says that there's that alcoholics we should be able to fight DUIs because it's like, look, we're not the same as that. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, and I think also it's like kind of a testament, like probably where you grew up too. Yeah, you know where I grew up. Drinking's like, a way I'm, of life where I grew up. Well, that no. and it's like. For me to go to the bar, I'm driving 30 to 40 minutes back home every time on dark, dimmed, windy roads. Like, oh, yeah. So you become pretty good. So, like, L.A. traffic's like, oh, this is a breeze. Yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> like, it's like, Showing we're not going anywhere. Nowhere. I remember once at Flappers, they were like, you've had two absent drinks and two beers, and you're going to drive back to the marina? And I'm like, I'm fine. And you know what? Didn't die. Didn't kill anyone. Yeah. So, you know what? No harm, no foul, bitches. <laughs> you know, it's called, that's called skills. Okay, now I yeah. hope my insurance company isn't listening to this. No, no. <laughs> um, but we already signed our deal, so I'm good for yeah. next year. <laughs> Progressive, you don't have a policy that I can't drink and drive. I know, everyone probably thinks we're smoking in here. And we're not, no. I promise. I, I wish it was more fun than that. Yeah. was. Like, I went, out the, I went out the other day this weekend. I really am just that. It's not even sick. I wish I was yeah. sick. I wish I had a reason to be like, oh, let me just drink therapy. I just have a cough. So the truth is, is I stopped, I smoked cigarettes heavy. I used to be really bad. I used to just smoke 18 blunts. See, that's the one thing I will not do. And I'll smoke a blunt, but only if there's weed in it. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I used to smoke 18 blunts a day. Oh, nice. Like, not 20, but 18. 18. I like how you have the number. See, yeah. me and my, you know those big boxes of Swisher Sweets? Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my brother and my cousin and then his brother, they're just really the four of us for most of the week, <laughs> smoke an entire box of those oh, in a week. Pretty badass. That is badass. Yeah. Um, and and we were in teenagers. <laughs> if I told you about the closet. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. But so I've pulled back. Yeah. A lot. I've pulled back a lot. And then uh, I had stopped smoking. I was smoking like... A pack of cigarettes a day, almost. See, I never got into cigarettes and with I my grandpa. Stopped. Yeah. See, the thing is, the only thing that got me into cigarettes, and it's so horrible because my grandfather died of cancer from smoking cigarettes. Yeah, my uh, grandpa had emphysema and died, and it was just painful to watch, man. But yeah. it was the menthol. It was yeah. Newport and smoking a menthol right at. I was like, oh, I can't be smoking weed like this. So I smoked the blunt, then I smoked the cigarette, and it balanced me out. Oh, I only I smoke cigarettes only when I'm really drunk. <laughs> and that too. Well, it's like a it's like a uh, the. And someone's got one, and it's like oh, I gotta get up. Ugh. But so this past week, I like completely stopped and like, all right, let me take my vitamins and like get on a whole world and like change, and then all of a sudden. I went out one night, hmm. smoked a cigarette, and I don't know why it's affecting me like yeah. this, but I'm happy because it's going to make me completely be like, I'm good. I yeah. can't even the thought of a cigarette right now, but I have that tickle. I went out yesterday for freaking Sunday fun day, and yeah. I didn't even want to drink because of it. <gasps> that That's bad, man. Damn. Not even wanting to drink. That's when I, my mom was like, I know you're sick because you're not drinking. Uh, and I also want to just say, no. just because... Fuck L.A. <laughs> for this one reason. And there is no bright side to this, <laughs> actually. But there are certain places in L.A. that when you go for bottomless mimosas, whatever orange juice y'all are using, and I know it's the same orange juice from the same place because there's a specific type of orange juice that they put out here. Oh, I'll take you to the place where they even switch the juices. It's fancy and oh, it's still only 50 hardware. Uh, black market liquor up here. Oh, yeah. 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 And they use real fruit juices. Yeah, they do. No, this is yeah. like, the, I don't know where they're pulling. It's like Topico or some sort of whatever. It's like, get the Trader Joe's orange juice. I'm sure it's the same price and it's actually good. But it just makes you yeah. so sick. Oh, yeah. It's so gross. It makes you so sick. Like, and it really, I know that it probably sounds like the most pompous thing to even say that, but it really, it really, there's a certain OJ that just turns me off from drinking out here in LA. Yeah. And I just, I had that anger yesterday. Well, like that other OJ that killed someone in L.A. Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been by the house on Bundy? No, I haven't. No. Uh, But I know, I recently found out where it is. Yeah. Me and my mom did our own murder house tour for fun. Did you do the American Horror Story? I used to live next to the American Horror Story one. Oh, we never saw that one. We went looked up real murder houses. Yeah, Koreatown. We're we're sick bastards. Ooh, but now i got to go find that. It is Koreatown by Olympic and... Something. Oh yeah, I've probably been by it a thousand times because mm, yep. I'm all about Koreatown. Like, Korean spas are my buddy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love a food in Koreatown. Oh, oh yeah, some fuck. some mm. Oh, don't even get me started yeah. with all you can eat. Oh yeah, that, we definitely need to go do that <laughs> together because most people think I'm disgusting for that. But yeah, it's like no, it is good. It's so good, but it's crazy is that you can eat so much of it and then you're hungry like 20 minutes later. Yeah. 
Like, that's why, like, me and my mom will go to the spa where it's just like, you know, you get in the hot tubs. We have just a system. You get in the hot tubs first, then you get in the saunas, then you go eat, then hot tubs. <laughs> I went to my first one last year. It was really chill. And then you can take your, I took my computer, I went to the top, yeah. on the rooftop. Oh, so you went to Wii Spa, yep. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. spa. It's funny, I know them. Because what sucks here, though, is the ones in Dallas kick their ass here. Which is weird, because this is the largest Koreatown in the country. Really? But Dallas, they're, they have two big Korean spas, and they have indoor water parks in them. And it's right. still like the same Korean spa day price, like 20 bucks. And it's like... They have bars in them. There is one... I mean, Wee Spa, I think, has a bar. Or they sell beer one sometimes. But then there's another one, Spa Palace, that's on Union. That They have a bar. But really? it's like no water park. Interesting. But yeah. I like the little rooms. Like the ice yeah, room, I like the jade those, yeah. room. Or then the clay one where you sink into it. And yeah, and just, just roll around. <laughs> uh, the sad thing is, is um, I, me and my mom usually throw the little beads at each other or throw ice in the ice room. I'm surprised we've never been thrown out. <laughs> no, it's, kind of, it's fun. I've seen some crazy things happen at least spot before, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like any, it's anywhere like there's steam rooms, there's fucking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Equinox. Let's <laughs> just say um, when I worked at the Equinox in Dallas, you know, I, I'm just surprised that there was not me more Me Too stuff coming out of a certain sports organization because of the young males that a certain vice president of a certain basketball team. Just be clear, it's not Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is a great guy, great family, like, love that. It was not him, but somebody else in a certain organization. <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear because me and the Cubans be tight, but <laughs> yeah. Young males into the steam room, and um, our uh, female uh, manager with, uh, sort of blackmailed him into getting uh, used to the box sometimes. Wow. Shady shit. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Hope that's been forgiven. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing is, I still think it's a funny story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's good material to yeah. I know, it's like there's so much good material. Oh yeah, and you mentioned, and I was going to go back to it, like, your drugs, like, you know, react, you react differently, or like, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, me and my brother do that too, and so people would just experiment, like, on us. They'd be like, hey, y'all take this, because y'all have funny reactions, because, um... We would take, like, sleeping pills and try to stay up, and I remember, like, I was just, like, walking <laughs> like around out challenge. of it. Yeah. I know, we're like, okay, <laughs> give him the same amount. She was funny, because I was walking around, like, I'm doo -doo -doo, just, like, not saying anything, and would just make weird noises, and then he started, he was like, don't run over those 13 dogs, the very specific number of his hallucination. Yeah, like, it's funny, because I've, I'm, oh, I've, been open to trying. Now that I'm older, I'm just kind of mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm yeah, just getting Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm too old for the shit. For shit. Myrtle. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, for me, it was, I tried ecstasy, didn't really do anything. Uh, but with Molly, mm. my experience was crazy because, so my friend, she hangs out with some very unique individuals. <laughs> and that's why I love her. And so it was like seven, eight in the morning and she's like, let's go work out. And I was like, all right. So I'm in like workout gear and like, she's like, oh, we're just going to stop by my friend's house in Silver Lake. Uh, she has some people over. I'm like, all right. We pull up to this house by the Michael Jackson thriller house. Oh yeah. And, um, there's this, these 
interesting looking people hanging outside uh, on the patio. And we're walking up, and they're from London. And they definitely had been up for a day or two. Um, <laughs> drinking, like, tab beer. Uh, like, just or natty ice. I don't know what it was. Just some cheap beer. Keystone is yeah. the cheap one that we grew up with. <laughs> and so we're all hanging outside, and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you know, we're making these pills. Uh, to bring with us to Coachella tonight. I'm like, oh. They're like, yeah, you want to come try the stuff? It's inside. I'm like, all right. I'll see what it is. I've never done this before. So they have Molly infused with B12. No, oh, that's a good idea. And then they had cocaine. <laughs> but when I tell you it was like a big wooden table and it was just the powders... So half the table is pure white, half the table is this yellow tint. Yeah. <coughs> so I don't know if it's because it was the Molly mixed with the B12, yeah. mixed with the cocaine. I will say, ecstasy and cocaine together is super fun. Is that what <laughs> okay, because I did this and I was up for about a day and a half myself. Yeah. I, me and my friend literally went, worked out. But so come to find out. We but at least it. you did something productive. I did it. And yeah. that was it. Yeah. But this, these people who were there are a very famous band. <laughs> and they were like, because we were like, oh, what are you guys going to watch Coachella? They're like, no, we're performing. And we're like, what? <laughs> they're like, you guys, because we, when we said we're going to the gym, they're like, you guys are really going to the gym? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I was feeling great. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready to go. I haven't been drinking for two days like you guys. And so they're like, well, come back. So we went to the gym, came back. I'm still like in sweaty, gross clothes. And... They really took us, and we drove to Coachella, watched wow. this band play live, <laughs> and drove back right afterwards. And it was just, like, the weirdest... And I'm like, These are the, those are the times you do drugs. Yeah. You do drugs when, like, that's such an unworldly experience, you know? Like, I was the, it was interesting. So I don't know if, like, Molly was great because it was that, and I've never had Molly better than that. Yeah. I think it was something with the B12. Probably, because, like, well, what's interesting is one of my uh, friend's, like, older brothers was, like, the <coughs> drug expert. Like, he'd literally gotten kicked out of, like, full sale film school because he was such a horrible drug addict. And he would, like, he was, like, a genius and, like, and, like, he's now fried his brain on drugs. But, like, it was kind of sad to see that because he would be, like, all right, so what we need to do to make this last long. So when we would do ecstasy or stuff, he would be, like, vitamin C makes it last longer. So we yeah. would, t I worked at Smoothie King, and we would buy the vitamin C pills on the discount and take those so it would last longer. And drink, like, a lot of orange juice and stuff. Like, and it would be, like, we'd be rolling for whole fucking day sometimes. <coughs> and again, luckily, I'm still, you know, 16, 17. Um, this is horrible. <laughs> but, yeah. And then it's, like, well, certain pills, like, Klonopin or whatever, if you take it with grapefruit juice, like, you know how it says don't do that? Anytime it said don't do something, it was because something more fun would happen. I'm pretty sure. So we would just do that. But we found, he told us, he goes, you, it has to be the grapefruit juice, not from concentrate. It has to be, like, pure. And it was just, like, oh, damn. Like, and it was. Like, and we would, or, like, there would be, like, Tagamet, um, the heartburn medication. You should also take that with the ecstasy. And it would be like this. And it would just, so we would, like, it have all these extra little things to add. Um, and it was just so weird. But as I say, we didn't do fun Coachella trips because, you know, it's East Texas and it looks balls. But 
I did help my dad move who um, into the halfway house when he got out of jail um, on cocaine. And, you know, he was a cokehead. Then that's why I thought it was funny, me and my friends helping him move. We were like, let's do coke and then help him. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, that's probably the only, like... Because, yeah, most of our adventures was literally at this shack we rented, like... Um, um, that, uh, we lived in on some dude's ranch for most of my high school years. Like, really? like a one bedroom, like, shack we lived in. That was all our adventures. Because that was why we were doing it. There's nothing shit else to do. No, but Cape's the same way. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, that's why I said the closet. Yeah. We had this, uh, in the basement, underneath the staircase was <laughs> a closet. And literally, I would have friends over there, and we would sit inside it with a candle, and... Whoa, smoke. I mean, we were <laughs> yeah. lit. What, what, I'm, my brain is fried right now. What is it uh, called? Hot boxes. Yeah, hot We five. would hot box this closet every night. Like, <coughs> I, would, I remember saying to my mom, Mom, look. She's like, well, why are all the kids coming to our house? Why does it smell like skunks mm -hmm. all the time? I'm, I smoke weed. Yeah. Look, I'm either going to do it out there or I could do it in the safety of our basement and we can just spend hours here and when everyone can like watch movies, fall asleep, and then when they're ready to drive, then they can just drive home. So that was kind of like the opening of my parents knowing that I smoked weed. But we had this closet and one time I really got like, I mean, I wish I could even properly explain this closet, but like I fit 12 people in there and that was crazy. Oh, wow. Crazy <laughs> that we did that. But we managed that and we were, we would get so high and, um, but it was funny, when I moved, my dad had gone downstairs. And they kind of knew, like, the middle room, yeah. something was going on there. But he never thought it was, like, the closet. And I remember he opened up the closet. <laughs> I'm sure it just and reeked. in a sober wet mindset, yeah. I'm looking at it with him, horrified. Like, oh, my God, like, is it going to smell? Which, it has that, you know, musty. Yeah. And he opens it, and he goes, why are the walls yellow? We had smoked so much, like, the walls had turned yellow, this dark tint yellow, and I was like, oh, I can't believe I've never noticed that. That's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, like, my mom was like that, where it's like, I remember when I first started smoking pot with my friends, like, I mean, I told her, but, like, we would go in, like, the woods by ourselves, and i get poison ivy, <laughs> and then, like, I remember, like, some cops came, because those idiots were spray painting, and I knew I was getting in trouble, because I, I wasn't doing it, and I, like, and she's like, seriously... I don't want you ruining your life, and I know you're going to do this. Just do it at the house from now on. Like, and it was like, you know, from then on, ours was, I mean, it was like on that Stephanie show, Foreman's Basement, just our house. And yep. I remember one time when we lived in that shack, um, that the the owners of the ranch or whatever that we were renting it from, they, they are some seriously crazy people. Like, and my mom just happened to work with the husband. And, uh, like, the woman just would just randomly just walk in, even though it's, like, so little violation of our rights. But it was so damn funny. We're sitting there with, like, our cousin, who's our pot dealer, and then his big main drug dealer. And just just a few of us around, and just we had been passing <coughs> blunt after blunt after blunt. So, like, in this little, like, one-bedroom shack, it is just smoke from here to there. And then, two. Luckily, she didn't notice the fact that we had what we referred to as our Coke mirror that was like a coffee table mirror, oh and then it had cocaine on it. And it's just like, 
she walks in, all that smoke goes out. And it's just like, but they never fucking could, knew what we were doing. Because we're like, hey, she goes, oh, I didn't know y'all were home. I'm like, yeah, we're looking for your mom. She's not here. Okay, go out. You we shut the door. We were home, but she opened up the door. Yeah. So what, you were going to come in here without it, anyone being here? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, mm, what the fuck? But yeah, and we're like, oh my god. And they still, like to this day, don't know what. They were like, your your kids have a lot of friends. They were cooking uh, something weird. Yeah, I think no. it was burning. All yeah. the smoke came and up. She's like, God, they're such idiots. <laughs> like, blatantly. That's hilarious. Did you ever do dumb stuff? Like, we would just dig holes and then set them on fire and throw shit in them. That's what country people do for fun. <laughs> no. Um, well, so growing up... I think the craziest thing I ever did that I was, like, still to this day, like, kind of like, holy shit, like, I could have, like, really went wild. Well. Me and my homegirl, we took pine needles <laughs> when they turned red. So they're dry pine yeah. needles. And we made this whole line down the sidewalk and we lit it on fire. <laughs> and so it was just this string of fire, just like... Yeah. And uh, at that time, that's when we, my parents had built our house... And there was this, like, long bridge kind of thing. And so we did it the whole way down the sidewalk from, like, our neighbor's house down our my driveway. And um, we had realized, like, oh, my God, we just, like, made a line as to, like, who did this? Yeah. And, and my parents are going to freaking kill us. So I remember it had just gotten to the fire. It started to get really wild. And we're all, like, stomping on it, like, trying to put it out. And it just would not go out. And <laughs> then we had this idea. We are like, all right, let's get a water hose. We finally pulled the hose over. And, like, we, I wasn't even high for that, actually, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> like, high, I think my parents let me start doing it in the house so quickly that I never, I always, I'm a homebody. Yeah, so I know, everything I do is like people are like, oh, we're gonna go out. I'm good. Like, yeah, I can. My parents are gonna cook bomb food, <laughs> and so I'm just gonna get high in my basement and watch movies and eat food. And I know. It literally, it would be every single night, five to seven of my the exact friends coming over. You know, and you do the same <laughs> shit over and over again. I'd have the same movie playing with the same soundtrack. Same game. Yeah, I remember, like, I'll <laughs> never get the Pulp Fiction, like, DVD, like, menu song out of my head, because one time, like, we just get, were so fucked up that it just kept playing after that, and, like, my brother once watched Dazed and Confused, like, ten times in one day, just because he was too fucked up to get up, uh, and it was just like, yeah, but I'm all about the pot and Postmates, like, at home. Yeah. I think my, my coolest drug moment that I always go back to. I'm just like, that was such an experience. <clears throat> I was in my closet and that now I'm realizing like why it happened the way it happened was because I was in such a comfortable starting point. And I think that's really important when doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Making sure you're yeah. in some place comfortable. Um, especially with shrooms. So I'd done shrooms. Oh yeah. Because if you are not, it will be in badly. Yes. Um, and we did shrooms. We're in the closet. We're smoking weed. And uh, my friend's like, oh, it's not hitting me yet. I'm like, it, it, it's just something. It'll just happen when it happens. And we were watching Pan's Labyrinth. 
<laughs> right at the moment. Like, just watching a normal movie on a laptop, and it was right on the moment. But I think it's like this, like, frog monster or something. And he, he goes, and he throws up the key. And right when he did that, it hit literally all of us at the same exact time. And we all just were like tripping. Balls. <laughs> and we opened up the closet door. And it, I remember it was just so dark. But once we opened the door, the light from like the other room, it was like we had gone into a different world. <laughs> like you opened up the wardrobe <laughs> to Narnia. Literally, <laughs> literally. And we like went outside and like the grass literally grew like to the same height as us. Like I just like that was the first time and only time really. I was able to put myself in nature because I had a bad experience in nature too. But I put yeah. myself in nature and it was like beautiful. Like it was just like unrealistic to me like what things were doing. Like trees were turning into like cotton candy and like crazy shit. It was just like wow. So that to me was one of the crazy little... And then I thought we were lost and we were literally right in front of my house. <laughs> And so I would fun. not go. Everyone was trying to get me into the house. I'm like, that's not my house. That's not my house. But it sure indeed was. And I'm thankful they pulled me in at that time. I was oh. like petitioning again. I was yeah. like laying on the ground like, no. Like, no. I'm like, this is the middle of the road. Get out of it. I'm like, Simon. <laughs> Simon. Oh, boy. Like, it's like, I always get lost in drug stories on this podcast. No, literally because I know. It's we so just fun. went from like, yeah. time <laughs> forgiveness to like, yeah. now my mom's going to listen to this and be like, what? Yeah, luckily I'm you like... You told people that I smoke. You let you guys smoke weed? I did, Mom. Here we are. I know my mom is constantly like, you know I can never tell people I work about your podcast, right? And I'm like, yeah, but you've been my guest twice, so <laughs> that's, no, that's on you. Also why my mom hates me yeah. stand-up comedy. Because she's like, all you do is talk about us. I'm like, you guys gave me a lot of material. My mom is super proud. I mean, she'll go see me if she's here. Thinks it's funny because, like, luckily, my mom is, like, dead inside. Like, that's probably why my other podcast is, like, named after her, I guess. Like, because um, she's just like, whatever. I think it's funny. Like, and she loves me. I'm joking. But she is mostly dead inside. She's like, that was your grandma and your dad. I'm like, cool. All right. And then I was the final nail, right? <laughs> but, yeah, she's always joking about killing herself. And that's a lot of my material. It's funny. Like, you know, and she likes it. You know, as I said, I, I want her to have her own little segment, like, because um, speaking of drug stories and a more recent one of um, we went on a cruise last year to, to Canada from here. And, um, you know, I brought my vape pen and some edibles on the cruise because, you know, I'm not going to stop smoking or whatever. And then we get to like, you know, Canada and you could buy weed and we're smoking. No big deal. Because like in British Columbia, I think it had just become pretty like you know, legalized or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so no big deal. And then, but when we're in Seattle where it's legal, just, you know, and this is our like last stop because we drove over the border just to like see Seattle and then we we're going to fly back. And, um, so she's getting all of our crap, you know, getting all this stuff together. Me and my brother are sitting in the bed of the hotel room, smoking a joint, just clear as day, just watching that 70s show and giggling like we did most of our teenage years. And she's just trying to get ready. And then, like, she had to open the door and then smoke blows out. And it's in a hotel room that's no smoking. And she's like, this is not cool. And just goes <coughs> into the bathroom to be by herself. And my brother is just like... <laughs> He's laughing 
somewhere and he's like, that was the funniest thing ever. Mom's reaction. This is just last year. And I'm like, well, we're just still that bad, I guess. So it's like, at least I know she forgives us, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing it back to forgiveness. Bring but it. yeah, I was like, we just thought it was so funny how just like... It's almost like you don't grow... When you ever go back around your parents, you never grow back up. No. You go right into... (laughs) And that was something weird for me to also realize as an adult, too. I was like, there was one moment where I felt like I was the adult with my parents. Yeah. We were having a conversation. I was just like... Because growing up, I always felt like when I hit adulthood, I'm going to think all these things, all this stuff's going to magically... I'm going to be an adult. And obviously that never happened. And well, sometimes you're 22 and throw up absinthe in your mom's car still. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I looked at my parents and they just looked like lost puppy dogs this one time. And I was just like, oh, adults are just grown up children. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing to just understand that concept. Yeah. And you sort of have to forgive them for that. Because I've been in this situation. Obviously, my dad is very much a child. Um, but yeah, my mom sometimes too. It's like we were more, we're more like equals in a lot of ways. Um so it's just always been like that. And sometimes it's like, I mean, I've had to, like, carry her drunk ass home. I mean, I've, her Christmas party, she spilled wine all over me. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm here for open bar, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Don't it's one of the fun. Yeah, and it is, you know, and it is sort of good sometimes to have that relationship with your parent. Because it is funny when the shoe's on the other foot. Have you ever smoked pot with your parents? Actually, no. Oh. Um, my mom doesn't smoke pot. Uh, but my dad used to, mm. which I believe he hasn't recently, but he, I, I, although I did hear he smoked with my brother, which I'm very jealous of. Oh, that bitch. Like, uh. But he will. He said he, he will with me. Although uh, my mom only no, smoked with me, not my brother. So thing that's with my family would be, I don't know if I would want my mom high. Yeah. I think it would be funny for like the first 30 minutes and then I'd be like, all right, girl, you need to go <laughs> lay down somewhere. Cause I feel like she would yeah. be just uh, hype. Um, but I, a uh, couple years ago, my brother got married, and it was the first time. I mean, I've seen my family, my family's big drinkers, and I've seen my oh, family yeah. drunk. But when I tell you, every single person in my family was, I mean, blasted. <sighs> it was, I felt like my dad, I saw my dad on a home, might as well have been high. Like, maybe he did smoke something, because I yeah. was just, my dad was like a child. Like, it was just the funnest experience. Because it's like, well, we're always drinking, but y'all are real fucked up today. <laughs> so we all got hammered, and we could all walk back to my back to my house to where it was from. So it was just kind of like, maybe it was like everyone just felt safe, so they let it loose. But yeah, it was just funny, with like my dad being a little kid, like trying to steal like the cookies and all that stuff. <laughs> I had to put them in the back seat, and I was like, I'm driving everybody, I'm driving everybody down the street home. I open up the back door, he, he looking like he's guilty, he ate all the cookies in the back seat. I'm like... Love you. That is funny because yeah, like I've smoked pot with both of my parents, even though neither one of them is really a pot, into pot, like at all, like just personally, like they both love alcohol. I mean, as I said, my dad loved cocaine, um, but it's just like you know, I remember the time my mom ate a piece of the cake because she's like, you know what, I really don't like it, but like you know, I think my mom would do an edible. Yeah, I was like, I she ate some cake and to, smoked like, with me once, but yeah, because I think yeah. what turns my mom off is yeah. the smoking yeah. part of it. And I can understand that, especially with my throat being the way it is right now. But 
I'm going to try that, actually. I don't yeah, because yeah, we'd made this marble cake, and, you know, as, you know, polite Southerners as we are, we'd always <laughs> offer, hey, ma, you know, do you want a piece of our cake? She's like, it's got weed in it, doesn't it? And we're like, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm hungry, whatever. And it was hilarious. She goes to Walmart, and, like, she's gone a little while, and my brother's the only one concerned. He's like, you know, Mom's been gone for a while. Just then, she walks in the door. I can't believe y'all let me leave like that. I was driving so <laughs> slow. <laughs> like, I'm going to go, like, down. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew she got a con quite a few contact eyes in our house over the years, but it was just like, that was like the first. Because, like, we smoked, like, I just one time we were watching Sex in the City, and I was like, you want to smoke a joint? She's like, sure. You know, it was one of those just random one time things. It was mm -hmm. funny. But yeah, now she's always, like, you know, worried about, like, you know, her job and stuff. But, um, it is funny to have those experiences with your parents. Because, yeah, she drinks a bit. Like, recently, <laughs> the last time she was here, we drank quite a bit. And I got up from our drunk nap first. And I was, you know, I put a, put her favorite beer up in the in the ice chest, as we say. Putting it up in the top, making it all frothy. And as she's getting up, like, I came and brought it to her. And she's like, I love you. <laughs> I'm like, aww. But it, I think it's like, as you get older, you have to find yeah. those, those experiences. Not to be like, oh, get shit yeah. face and whatever. And your parents, your parents. Yeah. But sometimes it is good because yeah. it humbles, it brings them down to a playing field to where, again, growing up in the bubble, I felt like yeah. I had, there were boundaries. Like, I couldn't say certain, have con yeah. certain conversations with my mom. Now my mom be gagging at me when I call her. I'd be like, mom, <laughs> mom, shut up, stop. <laughs> I'm not talking about this now. She's like, what are you saying to me? I'm like, girl, sometimes you just need to hear it. Yeah. And I think that she gets offended by it because she's like, well, I'm the mom in this relationship. Yeah. But then sometimes she's just kind of like, okay, yeah, that does sound like things you might do. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, playing, like, uh, uh, last Christmas, I went home. Oh, last Thanksgiving. I went home and I played drunk because uh, now I know how to get my family drunk, so I make the sangria. And oh, yeah. I got them. Oh, we have a sangria, too. I used to do play. wine demos. It was just, you put the shitty wine sangria, is what we called it. Yeah. <laughs> Chop some fruit up. Yep. That. And then uh, we played Cards Against Humanity, and my parents had never <laughs> played it before. Oh, it was so amazing. But the, my aunt was the true star in that. And my aunt came out of her, whatever mm -hmm. bubble she was in, she shocked the hell out of me. I was like, okay. It's so now it's like fun when Jesse comes in town. But then I feel like I'm like the drunk cousin and alcoholic because... Everyone uses me coming into town as, like, a time to, like, let's get, get Get fucked up. You know, it's like you kind of wonder. You're like, what's wrong with me that they have to be drunk to be around me? I know my mom is always like, you know, you and your brother drink way more around me. Is it me? Is it my fault? I'm like, no, you know, we just feel like we can let more loose with you because you'll take care of us. I'm like, oh, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're safe. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I know. I'm like, well, you know, I'm like starting to have to pee and I feel like a second bathroom break would just be too much. And we have been talking over an hour. So I'm like forgiveness and drug stories, apparently, because because there is a part of that that, you know, as we say, it sort of ended with us sort of in our forgiveness of our parents and sharing those experiences. So that's how I can wrap up. And forgiveness it. of yourself when you do yeah, exactly. crazy it shit and you wake up the next and you're like, oh my God, I have to deal with these consequences. Yeah. One, I shouldn't have spent that much money <laughs> yeah. on the things I spent last night. But I'm like, I'm going to be good. I forgive myself. And I had an experience, a good time, and I'm going to carry on. 
Yeah, and that's a good way of putting it, too, because, like, so many people are like, why do you openly talk about the time you smoke crack or something like that? And I'm like, because I learned, you know, it's funny. I did it once. I wasn't, like, this hard crackhead. And even if I was, why would I not be honest about myself? Mm -hmm. Like, you know? Literally. I I said the same thing about meth, too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And Okay, real quick. But I always think it's so funny, (laughs) because I've done it a couple times, two to three. And so... It just doesn't hit me like how people. One, it doesn't make no. me sexual. No, like, that's like a thing it's supposed to. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the sex drug. I'm just like, no. I think it just makes me like I I, I wish I had it around college because I I would have been super. Pro- I'm super productive. productive. <laughs> like that's me. I was like, you know, I bet I could, should go get a subscription for Adderall so I can like you know Adderall which, in the day, weed at night. You and know? that's the thing. Like I'm more like, why do meth when you can do Adderall? Which I yeah, guess, no, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, they kind of but. I remember, I'm not meant for certain times, yeah. I think my mouth is too serious for certain drugs because I just remember being at this party and I, they were, it was like the first time I did it actually, and they were like, oh, you want to take a hit? And I was like, I looked over at my friend who had done it for a minute and he was like, try it. Yeah. I was like, dang. Actually, this was the second time, the first time I did it just at my house. So, but this is now the second time in a public forum. <coughs> and they were like, they're like, oh, have you ever done it before? I'm like, yeah, I've smoked meth before. People who smoke that do not like the word meth. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, that's what it's called. I'm not calling it Tina. I yeah, I know. That's Tina what I was going to say. Tina, like Tina Turner. <laughs> I was like, like, that's the gay term for meth. Yeah. <laughs> meth. And they just were like, everyone was so offended. Like, who brought this kid to the party that he's calling it crystal meth? Yeah. And like, it is. Like, we, first of all, we all look like fucking crackheads mm-hmm. like we all look like crackheads right now because i you do it at first and then you stop just let it ride we're not i'm not here to chase a pony i'm not here to chase mm-hmm. the fucking unicorn like i'm here we did what we did leaving because now things are starting to get fucking weird yeah so i had to forgive myself for that because that was that was a period of time in my life where a lot of shit was just awkward and i was hanging around with some interesting characters and i was just like Find all the lessons in this and put them right in my purse and keep pushing. Oh, some Tina. I just love that. Because I had a friend who worked at a gay porn theater. And then it, it's funny how scuzzy stuff was on the outskirts of my very uh, Christian town. But yeah, and he was like, they all just call it some Tina, Tina. And it's like, is it because Tina Turner did meth or you look like Ike, you know, what Ike did to Tina after it? <laughs> like, I just think the reference is just yeah, like, I'm not here for it. The first, so the first time I ever heard of it was in yeah. New York and <coughs> I didn't try it. Yeah. But this kid was over my house. He was like, hey, do you mind if I do Tina in the bathroom? And I was like, who's Tina? Is she mm-hmm. coming over here? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? I'm like, you want to do her? Like, to me, you want to do yeah. someone, you're going to fuck her. Like, and I'm, th- I'm like, I thought you were gay. He's like, pulls out this little tin thing. He's like, no, Tina, it's crystal meth. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. And I was a prude back. I was a real prude back. I was like, no, you can't do that in my bathroom. <laughs> and then I made a leave, but it was like, yeah. I didn't understand. Now, with this brain, I would have laughed at him and been like, yeah. you can smoke it, but don't think we fucking after this. We play an Xbox. So no. I like that. We play an Xbox. Like, that's usually what I do when I get fucked up. I, I'm a PlayStation girl, but, you know, whatever. I have, now, yeah. I have my PS4. I know. I have tiny little hands. The Xbox just never worked out. I like old school Xbox. Then when it tried to yeah. compete, it was like, okay. Yeah. It's like Sega. It's like, I wish Sega could have made it, because to me, 
Sega Saturn was cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it was like oh, you know, original Sega. Oh, original Sega. Yeah, I know, because I was like, you know, when they made it, that replacement. Yeah, it was like their version of PlayStation. And it was like the first one that was kind of that upper tier. Really? So Sega had it better, but, you know, I think Nintendo bought them out, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they lost that well, because. But Sega was okay. Yeah. I know. I love me some video games. WWE SmackDown. <laughs> I never got into those ones. I, was I know. Mortal, I play the same games my yeah. whole life. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's a good one. That's actually my game. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm older, like that's where I'm at. I'm not, I'm not, and Grand Theft Auto. Like Grand Theft Auto Five, I, I haven't played Auto. because it's like you know if you ever want to get your LA traffic aggression out because it's set in LA, you're like. Oh. Just imagining me eating hookers with a baseball bat for some reason. Like, you know, it's, it's just a fun thing to do in the game. But yes, alright. My dog has come to join us again. So yeah, as we wrap up, I'm like, yes, forgiveness and drugs. Like, they do go hand in hand, guys. Yeah. Um, and Forgive we, yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, where can they keep up the conversation with you if they want to follow you on social media? Boom, you guys can hit me up everywhere at DJ Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, DJ Jesse J. It amazes me how many people think Mm -hmm. my name is spelled with a Y. I can understand the I-E, but they, like, it's like, really? You just don't want to put an E at the end? Like, you put a Y? You really put a Y there? Yeah, gross. But it's not, it's DJ. It's like people who put S on my last name. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and oh. then I'm actually starting a new podcast myself. Yeah, plug it. Plug all you it's want. It's called Mood Swings. <laughs> um, it took me a while to kind of create it, but basically I just kind of go to people's houses and we just have the conversation. Um, I usually pick a mood um, with the intention that the mood changes, just like how our conversation went mm-hmm. from forgiveness to drugs. Yeah. It's kind of similar concept, except basing what the actual mood is. Um, <coughs> and then I have a project called Jesse's House, which I'm super excited about. Both of them are, I have, are not out yet. I've taped a couple episodes of Mood Swings, um, but I was doing it out of a studio. Uh, and then the guests are all self-help people. Oh, so cool. I sit with like, yeah. psychiatrists, um, different leaders of different communities and things like that. Um, and we just talk about moods and how we get kind of there and why we get there. Um, and then Jesse's House, which is something I'm working on. Uh, it's my baby project. It is the excitement of my life. Uh, and it is a reality talk show adventure. Wow. And it is a little more intense to film and expensive, whereas it's just doing a podcast. So yeah, that's that... why Dopra doesn't exist yet, guys, because yes. I'm working. It's much bigger <coughs> than I can do. Everything else I do on my own. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm getting there. I'm almost there. Yeah. I am almost there. I have the reel together um, for it, but it will be out soon. I'm actually going to post the intro to it because it's so epic, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited, and I'm just thankful for everyone who helped me get my dream because it's been four years. Of up, down, up, down, trying to shoot yeah. this stuff. I found a team that believed in me, and they were like, let's let's put something together. And so we have the the final project. I'm waiting for it to get scored, and then we're good. So, yeah. But you guys can keep up with me at DJ Jesse J. Also, jessejanity.com. 
Cool. All right. And since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I will be at L.A. Comic Con this Sunday, October 28th at 11.30 a.m. with Maddie Carter-Rupel and my uh, other podcast partner, Dead Inside. Uh, Jacqueline Fasaro will be doing a live podcast okay. there. Um, so, yeah, come out and join us. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll hang out with you. I, I'm all about the con. So, yes, yeah, see you next Tuesday. So, there's this new podcast you guys should totally be listening to. It's called Dead Inside. It's got myself, Lucretia Lyon, and... Jacqueline Pissarro. And we talk about a lot of effed up stuff. That uh, you'll absolutely enjoy and laugh at, like murder. And uh, serial killers. And um, we speak with other comics. And we talk to other t- different types of personalities. Yeah, and personality disorders. That um, we point out in other people and in ourselves. Because we're full of it. <laughs> yeah, so guys, Dead Inside has new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify.